You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Couldn't be more excited. We're playing for the national championship. And as much as I wanted to say again, that just makes it sound like I'm not appreciating every single second of this Nick Saban dynasty. Oh, you're talking about football. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we do. We do play Oklahoma in gymnastics on Sunday. Do you say you play somebody in gymnastics? I think you compete against them. Okay, we're competing against against Oklahoma. (laughs) Uh, First of all, thank you for making this the first podcast you listen to. Also, this episode is brought to you by NetSuite. I'll be talking about NetSuite in just a little bit. Go check out NetSuite.com. Jimmy, um, a lot of stuff has been happening that is, I mean, I guess sort of Alabama-related in that it could affect Alabama in terms of opposition. Caleb Williams the dynamic quarterback for Oklahoma has entered the transfer portal. Now, obviously he could go back to Oklahoma. Chances of that seem about the same as uh, Oklahoma having a hurricane, but I think that he could end up in the SEC. I mean, look, the Auburn message boards are just convinced that, um, that he's coming there. I don't think that's going to happen, but there is another place that uh, is interesting um, that is that is rumored, and that's Georgia, and that would right. be something. Yes, uh, and I consider it extremely possible, just in the sense that it makes all sorts of uh, depth chart sense. Um, you know, the uh, Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels has never grabbed that job and held it. Uh, Stetson Bennett is uh, is is what he is, and he may beat Alabama next week and be a national champion but he's also not going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Um, I think Caleb Williams to Georgia makes, uh, makes, a, makes some level of sense. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to bet on it. I mean, the, the first moment I heard Caleb Williams was leaving Oklahoma, I assumed he would, he would follow Lincoln Riley to USC. I still think there is a very good chance that will happen. But, but right now, uh, if forced to bet right now, I would bet USC. Uh, if I'm wrong, it's Georgia. Uh, if if I'm going to make a real bet, I would say I'll take USC and Georgia, and uh, you guys can have the field, and, and I would bet on that. Um, yeah, boy, I, I tell you that USC doesn't seem to be getting a lot of traction with this. But again, I know this is an Alabama podcast, and so I'm going to try and keep it there. But you know, Georgia has become almost an annual thing for us. There was a great line in the Simpsons one time where they say. Let's make this yearly tradition an annual custom. And that's, that's – um, I think that sort of happened with Alabama and Georgia, obviously. But, um, yeah, if he were to go there, that would – man, that would be something. Uh, their defense – Yeah, would it would also affect – it would have to – it would also have to affect the Arch Manning sweepstakes to some extent. Now, Caleb would be a second-year player while, while, while Arch is, is still in high school, and then he'd be a third-year player – while Arch is a is a freshman in college, so Arch wouldn't have to sit behind him very long, uh, assuming Caleb is a NFL guy. But you 
it's crazy to assume that if you're the Mannings that, oh, well, he's just three years, three years and he's done because, I mean, the same thing could have been said of Spencer Rattler and, and now he's going to play football in year four at South Carolina. So um, I, I just, I just, you know, that's just one, one more interesting curveball and, you know, it, it makes college football fun because this is so new to us. It, it's sort of fun, all this coaching carousel leading to a QB shuffle every year now with these one-year one free agency deals. Uh, but it's, gosh, is this good for the kids? I'm, I don't know, but certainly certainly keeps things hopping. Yeah, it does. Uh, this transfer portal thing is crazy. I mean, Dylan – Gabriel uh, or Gabriel Dillon, he's sort of like Hennings Jester, Jester Hennings. Um, but uh, yeah, he's going to UCLA, and then um, so anyway, we'll see. Now he's going to uh, now he's going to Oklahoma. You know this, right? Now he's going to yeah. Now he's going he to Oklahoma, which is weird uh-huh. because that makes me think there's no way Caleb Williams is coming yeah. back to Oklahoma, even though they're right. whatever. I don't know. So now UCLA um, is open. So now who who goes to UCLA? I mean, Chip Kelly's a pretty good. QB coach to play for. I know it's not a. Will he still great... be there? I mean, apparently they're fighting over a contract. Hmm. Well, let's just play Georgia. He, he next might enter the portal. Let's just play Georgia next <laughs> Monday and let God sort it all out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's talk about Alabama, Georgia when we come back. Um, right now, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go to get these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. They are absolutely delicious. So good to eat, so good for you, good for a keto or a keto diet. You can go to built.com, get them, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off that order. My son, who is a workout fanatic, loves these things. He gets them at Lifetime Fitness, but you can get them cheaper if you order them at built.com. You can get 15% off using promo code LOCK15. You get all kinds of flavors, and they're all good. Every one of them. I had one that I don't like yet. It's not like they say, oh, here's you know, broccoli flavored. No, that's no, they're all good. They taste like a three musketeers bar, but it's good for you. Only like seven grams of carbs or five grams of carbs. I mean, something ridiculous like that. So cool. Go to built.com and check them out. Now want to tell you about get upside. Look, Hey, Bama fans. This is Luke Robinson with an incredible app. Everyone needs to buy gas and they all need to know about this app. It's Get Upside. Get Upside, all one word. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Go to Get Upside, use promo code SCORE. Get Upside, promo code SCORE. You can get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank of gas. That's just awesome. That's fantastic. You can uh, use the cash back. You can get it via PayPal. Or you can get it in an e-gift card like for Amazon or some other brands. They got a lot of brands. I have this app. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Made some money uh, doing it. And, um, you know, it's just a side you're not going to get rich, but you're going to get some money back. And in, in these troubling times, you want to get money back. So go to get upside, use promo code score, and you'll get an extra 25 cents back um, on your very first fill up. So go check that out. All right, Jimmy, um, tell me what, what, what you got out there in terms of what's going on with the game. Tell me about some injuries. Are we going to have everybody back? I mean, everybody that can I know come they're- back. Right, obviously, we know that Mechie and guys like that are out. But in terms of uh, 
Jalen Armour Davis, uh, Emil Echior, and Chris Owens. I think those are the question marks. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, from what I hear, and especially leaning on what Coach Saban said in his press conference on Monday afternoon, I think all three uh, have a chance to be back. Uh, none have been ruled out. I don't know that today, as we sit here today, we can definitively say that any of the three are in. I can just tell you that based on what I hear and what my feelings are, is that, and this is this is Jimmy's guess. This isn't like, oh, this is info, but, but my guess is Jalen Armour Davis will be available, but probably not starting or, or playing significant snaps. That's sort of what happened last week against Cincinnati. And I think Ekior and Owens both will be back and starting, but uh, but th- their their health will just have to be monitored. Hopefully they can go for 60 minutes. Both played really well against Georgia the first time around, so you hope they can go 60 minutes, and I believe as of right now they're optimistic that uh, that, that could be the case. Yeah, I, I would love to have all those guys. We're going to need all hands on deck. I mean, look – Boy, there, here's the thing on this game. There's so many subplots. The the whole Nick Saban is in Kirby Smart's head thing. Uh, Alabama having a much better quarterback thing. Um, but Georgia may be having better at every other position besides Will Anderson thing. Um, the fact that Alabama has already beaten Georgia. And there is a narrative out there that Georgia wasn't quite as motivated to play um, – uh, in the SEC championship game, which it sounds stupid, but it, it has some credibility, I think. Um, I mean, there, there's so many narratives out there. I'm not sure which one is going to hold true. And look, I want to read something from our buddy Gary on uh, Crimson Country Club. Um, he, he said this. This is a post from Crimson Country Club. This is where you and I got our start. Gary says, I was quite optimistic about our chances in Atlanta because it was the perfect motivational setup and a unique matchup that had major shock value for Georgia. But in my opinion, the whole key to it was playing, excuse me, the whole key to it playing out was maybe the 15 to 20 real time minutes between the third and two down 10 to nothing and us going up 14 to 10. That short stint was everything we hoped for in the matchup, all happening in an immediate flurry. It was the perfect storm to deflate Georgia and just put their whole program back into pucker mode in a flash. We need to generate that type of gut punch again, now with less players available and less shock value. He said that as well as I could ever say it. And I I think that's absolutely true because we've got to um, put the pucker factor back in Georgia in this game. I don't think that Alabama has the better team. I know that's going to probably get some people throwing tomatoes at their uh, radio or iPhone device that they're listening to this podcast to. I think Georgia has the better team. Alabama clearly has the better quarterback. I think Alabama is the better coach. Um, but I also think that um, it is going to be a chess match in terms of trying to get Georgia to – trying to keep Alabama in Georgia's heads. If this game – you know, if if Alabama were wearing Michigan uniforms, the game certainly would be a lot closer. But I, I think Georgia is still the better team, and I think Georgia would win. But I think that Alabama uniform is a factor, and Alabama has to keep it that way. 
Yeah, I think that's going to take uh, early success. I, I think if Alabama has a lot of early success, uh, the factor that you speak about could be really huge in this game. If Alabama's, if Alabama's the team that jumps out to the ten nothing start uh, with big plays or or a, a soul crushing drive, uh, that could be a, a factor. And uh, I think ultimately it's just going to come down to players making plays. Though uh, first through sixty minutes, I. I don't disagree with your notion that Georgia is the better team or has more good players. I think it's kind of weird. Uh, this would be hard to say and for people to follow along, but I, I think in terms of like the best four or five players on the field, uh, Alabama has an advantage, but players five through 30, Georgia has a big advantage. Uh, and then players 30 through 85, I'd swing back to Alabama. Uh, but but that players five through thirty that's pre- that's pretty critical if you if you assume both teams basically play thirty guys a lot uh, in a game uh, you know your your top thirty thirty players are, are pretty big I, I give Georgia an advantage there but those very top five guys and I'm talking Will Anderson Bryce Young Jamison Williams even Will Reichard uh, I, I think these guys are, are huge to the outcome and. I'm leaning to picking Alabama winning this game, Luke, but I think it could be another classic. I think it could be if Alabama's able to win. I'm talking about another <clears throat> another Tua to Smitty play that will live on forever. I, I, I think I think it could come down to something like that. Man, it, it, boy, I hope you're right because I'll say this, I, and I truly believe this. If it's a blowout, I think we're on the bad end of that. Say again. You disagree? No, no. Say again. <laughs> no, I, I literally didn't hear it. Boy, there was such a dramatic pause there. Maybe I went out. If it's a blowout, I think that we're on the bad end of it. Um. Hmm. 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 I, now, I, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's the first time I've given thought to it. Um. We've seen it happen before. Alabama has been blown out in a national championship game before. It would not be a first. Uh, therefore, we shouldn't act like the world is ending. Uh, Alabama's won a national championship since the last time we were blown out in this scenario. Uh, I think going back, Luke, to the first point you made, I, I think if it's a blowout, it's a 50-50 thing. It could go either way because – of the pucker factor, as you and Gary put it earlier, the pucker factor. Uh, if Alabama gets up early, I could see Georgia putting their hands up in the air, quitting and saying, that's it, that's it. We never want to see these guys again. I, I quit. I'm not playing these guys. Uh, I, I think that could happen. But, no, I mean, the way the way I see it playing out, I'm leaning towards – I mean, I'm not picking it yet, but, I, I mean, I, I'm leaning towards Alabama by a field goal. Okay. And, I mean, maybe a field goal with zeros on the clock. Yeah. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. 
Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Netsuite.com slash locked. Go check them out. Jimmy, speak, going, jumping back and forth a little bit here, but speaking of transfer quarterbacks, a transfer quarterback who's in the portal, which is redundant because he's a transfer quarterback, is um, Zach Calzada. Keith Niebuhr of Auburn 24-7 just posted this. Now, he just posted it as we're doing this podcast, didn't just post it by the time you're listening to this. Apparently, the Auburn quarterback target is close friends with Owen Papo. That's something that certainly helps Auburn. Owen would love to have Zach as his teammate. They both, they're both from Georgia's Gwinnett County. So Auburn may be the front runner for Zach Calzada, which, okay. Um, I, yes, look, Zach Calzada went off on Alabama, had the game of his life. Can't deny it. Congratulations. Other than that, he was pretty pedestrian, right? Yes. Uh, what's funny about this to me is – because of his performance against Alabama, Auburn is the one place he can land and be sort of celebrated. I don't – we were just talking earlier in the show about how UCLA – like like UCLA thought they were getting Dylan Gabriel. Now he's gone. So now who's UCLA going to get? And, uh, and, and Calzada is a name that's in the portal. And if I told you Zach Calzada was going to UCLA, I, I, I think most people around the country, including some UCLA fans, would sort of yawn. Uh, yeah, but at Auburn, this is a story because of what Calzada did to Alabama. Uh, and, and I would say I've predicted this from, from the minute number one. I certainly have bought it up, uh, whether it's on the on three message board or on podcasts or interviews. I bought this up because Calzada landing in Auburn makes so much sense. It's, it's kind of one of the few things that's, I don't know if logical is the right reason, but. It, it, it lines up for me, and, and the thing I would say about Calzada is he's clearly good. I, I realize he's had he had the game of his life against Alabama. I'm I'm one of those. I, I don't tend to think that bad players can can be great for one night. I, I don't believe that. I, I think he's some level of good. Uh, he lacks consistency. Uh, I think his biggest problem he's going to have at Auburn is he probably had a better cast around him at A&M and, and still wasn't able to be good every week. Um, if Auburn adds a Calzada, I would tell Auburn fans, you better add some other parts. I mean, he, he that, that kid can be good. We've seen it before. We know he can be good. Uh, he's going to need some help. Yeah, and they just lost Kobe Hudson, their best wide receiver from last year. So, I mean, again, I'm not trying to turn this into an Auburn or Georgia podcast, but Alabama plays Auburn and Georgia a lot, and there's some uh, moving parts around here, and both both those teams could have uh, new starting quarterbacks. And here's the thing. I mean, I just thought about this. If if Caleb Williams goes to – Georgia, what the hell does JT Daniels do? What the hell does Brock Vandergrift do? I mean, the, the, Jimmy, the nightmare of keeping up with this transfer portal is, oh, man, thank God we have Nick Saban. He's the only one I know that can navigate these waters. And, you know, luckily we're getting Jameer Gibbs. He's already in Tuscaloosa. Um, but, man, it's just so weird. Um, finally, Alabama plays Florida tonight, Wednesday night. Um, how do you feel about it? 
Uh, good. I think Alabama has a good chance of picking up a critical road win, a road win that would be a real shot in the arm come seeding time. Uh, this is, a, you know, I, I guess we need to start referring to them as seed games. And by that meaning, hey, you know, you're in the tournament, but, uh, you know, the, the better seed you have, the better draw you're going to have. And this is a game that could really push you up because while Florida is not ranked uh, in I don't know if it's Jerry Palmer, Lenardi, but in the most recent tournament projection I saw, and it was just over the weekend, it was very, very recent, uh, Florida was in as an 11. So this is a quality team that's in the NCAA tournament field, and beating them on the road would be huge. Now, one of the beauties of a game like this is, is I, I know some of our, our fans don't understand this concept, but it's just true. You can lose this game, and it's okay. It, this, it, it's not – going to going to ruin your season it's not going to knock you out of the tournament it's not sending you into a tailspin it's just a tough sec game to win on the road uh now we'll say this if you lose uh you better beat missouri saturday or or, or then you could start having to put you in a position to where the road game at missouri this upcoming saturday would be very big uh but uh it is a game you you can lose and, and and things will be fine but I sort of like Alabama's chances here. Uh, soon Alabama needs to start hitting on all cylinders if it wants to achieve all, all it can achieve. Alabama still, despite a good win over Tennessee, is still not playing like they were earlier in the season. I mean, we, we, we need to soon start seeing that Alabama team that beat Gonzaga again. Yeah, you're right. And look, at, again, I don't have to see them play their best. I just got to see them well enough to beat a Florida team that uh... – Lost to what Texas uh, State Tech, uh, you know, a team that was winless, and they lost to him at home. So yeah, let's uh, let's go do that. Um, Winnable. Anyway, Jimmy, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening again, um, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, roll, roll time. time. Roll time.